Welcome to Tony Steak Podcast. All right, welcome to episode 93 Sports of the Tony Steak Podcast. I'm Sean, joined with me, we have Tony. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, off-road Andy. I spill a beer, Andy. Don't say that. I didn't spill any beer. The beer spilled itself. Okay. How say, dare you? Say hi. I did. That is... Say it again. Hi. Perfect. And <laughs> the f- sound effects. Guys, if you listen to episode, what is that, 92E, ni- 2019 everything predictions you heard the jet engine explosion <laughs> that is the wrecking ball in studio back with us again wrecking ball it, it's it's good to have you back how you doing I, I we you often just come in for a second and then you leave us high and dry and we like having you on well that's what happens that's why miley cyrus has that song like a wrecking ball she wrote it for you. Okay, yeah, she did. Yeah. yeah, didn't you run into her at that Christmas ball over in New Jersey or something? Uh, yeah, exactly. Perfect. Yeah, I started to dance. Or yeah, that's what I. That's where they got the story from. Cinderella. What? I don't follow. Yeah, okay. What? I don't know which character you are, but yeah, are you Cinderella? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, but anyway, it's sports talk, and I think we should just talk some sports. Yeah, I'm gonna start off with uh, you know, it's. Everybody likes a little gambling story, and I think, like, the stories people like the most are, and they even have these segments on, like, the Scott Van Pelt show is a segment called Bad Beats, yeah. which anybody that gambles, I gamble a lot, sports bet probably every day. Don't tell anybody, though. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, the what I was saying was there's such there's things called Bad Beats, like bets that you should have won, and then at the last minute, something happens. Yeah, Janikowski's... Leg goes out. Yeah, and then that and the forced, Seahawks go for two. Seahawks go for two. Yep, it's stuff like that. And if you ever do follow like certain Instagram stuff or whatever, you'll see a lot of videos nowadays of people just screaming at the TV when there's something like that happening. But uh, earlier today, uh, I had a, a bet on. I did it. I took it last night of Kentucky minus twelve and a half college basketball. And the line I saw today though went as high as fourteen and a half to fifteen. So depending on when you got it. Depends on if this really fucked you or not, or if you were already dead in the water to begin with. So there's about 40 seconds left in the game, 43 seconds. Kentucky's up 12. Texas uh, A&M has the ball. And uh, the guy poked it away, so the the ball's like floating towards uh, half court. Both players are running after it. The Kentucky guy gets it first, but he clearly kicked it when he went to go get it, but I don't know if the refs just didn't care or they were just kind of like, you know, whatever. He picks it up, goes on the fast break, layup. They're up 14 with like, 40 seconds, 38 seconds, whatever. Texas A&M goes down. The guy drives in, throws it off, like goes for a layup that just completely goes off the backboard to nothing. Kentucky gets the rebound with about 31 seconds left. It's looking like they're going to cover the 12, the 12 and a half at least, maybe not the yeah. 14 and a half or 15 that it went up to as high as, but at least the 12 and a half. So they got the ball. They're running it out. And apparently the rule in college, because Cal Perry's yelling at him like, hey, there's a second difference on the shot clock, so when it gets down to one, just throw the ball up in the air. So that's what the guy did. Oh, no. And I and that doesn't count as a shot, so it's a shot clock violation. Yeah. So that left .8 on the clock. <laughs> A&M passes the ball in half court. And, I mean, there's no time left. The guy's just like, fuck it. You know, some guys are really uh, care about their field goal percentage, so they won't take the shot. They'll just hold it. This guy, you know, it's college. Who gives a shit? The guy grabs it, chucks it up from 
a little beyond half court and fucking swishes it for an 85-74 final. So a lot of people had 12 and a half, 13 and a half. And it was funny because even the announcer right when it happened said, oh, are we going to count it? Yes. The most excited the announcer has been all game. Yeah. Are we going to count that? Yes, we are. And he's like, oh, man, that's going to matter to some people. Depends who you're talking to. And it's just funny because nowadays, I mean, with sports betting becoming more legal, like that's the stuff that you're going to hear more on TV is knowing what the spreads are and stuff like that and knowing that, like, certain things do help and hurt. But, yeah. you know, I've been on the wrong side of plenty of bad beats. I've been on the right side of plenty of bad beats. So it's like you just sit there and you just understand that's the way the game goes. Yeah. I mean, if you just have to accept it, you're serious about it. You're placing all kinds like number of bets. So it's going to even out in the long run. But, but yeah, they should know that rule. Like that's, that's everywhere. If you yeah. airball a shot, but it goes back to when knowing, shot it, knowing it or not. They're up 14. No, they didn't care. It's not like that game was like, well, you see it a lot where they just actually will just hold the ball and then hand it to the ref. That's and, and that's what I was kind of hoping would happen, yeah. obviously. But that's what's funny too, is because it's like, what if they would have passed it into anyone else? I mean, is he even going to do that? Yeah. Or if they just would have thrown up the shot. But then I look back at it and it's like it probably should have been called a kickball anyway when he went for it because if it was, un- if it was unintentional. Yeah, that's true. I mean it, but I mean, yeah, no, it probably was. I mean, oh well, that's life. But uh, I just wanted to start off with that quick little story because I think you know we don't we talk gambling a little bit, but not. Not enough, and I know people not like to hear the it. specifics. Yeah. It's like we got our foot in the water, but not all the way. We're ankle, ankle deep. So we want to get okay, knee. Well, we first off, yeah. if, if my foot's in the water, I'm going to assume toe. it might be my that? ankle. Is it? <laughs> I mean, that would be impressive. I mean, they have cankles. Okay. You could have it's cankles. Irrelevant to this discussion. <laughs> yeah. Either way, we're halfway in the water of this uh, halfway now. sports <laughs> Oh, man. Joe's not an uh, anatomy expert yeah because this isn't an anatomy podcast andy is it get it right andy that one's on midnight are we ankle deep or waist deep or what i'm dick deep oh (laughs) Oh, joe's coming in feisty all right that's halfway for joe right dick deep all right so what are we gonna do we're gonna do a recap on these uh playoff predictions or what's the deal all right i want to go with what's what's fresh i think there was a big game last night fresh and easy no, that's oh. going out of business, I think, Joe. Is it? I haven't seen one of those in a while. Yeah, I think I'm think all the way not. Rubio's, though, and you know me, my okay, favorite. Okay, those are completely different. <laughs> I don't know on? what you're talking just, about. <laughs> right, let's get on football. Okay. NCAA title Jeez. game, championship right. game, the Imagine Dragons concert. That's what happened last night. That was intense. Uh, I was very, very excited to see them perform. I, I think you're the only person in America. <laughs> <laughs> no, there's a bunch of people in Utah oh, yeah. that were probably stoked on that, too. But uh, speaking on behalf, so uh, did your team win that you predicted or what? Oh, no, I went with Alabama. You went with Didn't Alabama. we all call Alabama? So it looked like those elephants didn't show up. Yeah, I think we all thought that, uh, like most of the world, that Alabama was going to win that game. Yeah. I did say that if Clemson was to win, Trevor Lawrence was going to need to make plays. And that's what happened. Exactly I mean, right. they, that's an understatement to say that he made plays. He was, he's now maybe the most overhyped player I've ever seen. That he's like, if he came out tomorrow, he'd be the number one pick in well, the draft. Well, I heard and, uh, Colin Cowherd came out and said that uh, he's the best scouted – he thinks he's the best scouted uh, quarterback since John Elway or yeah, something right. like that. So maybe it is a little overreaction, but, I mean, he's got at least another year to – I mean, if he does a season like this again, maybe. I mean, he was yeah. a five-star recruit. He was highly recruited. So it's another season for him to not play in the fourth quarter and then lose the Heisman Trophy to someone less deserving – and then losing the title game because that's basically well, the story he's gonna of definitely Tua. Be. Yeah, yeah, it was. So, I think Tua's ankle injury hurt him a little bit too with all that stuff because he yeah, not got as pulled quick. from that Georgia game, and then it was just other things. And 
you know. Yeah, I think I think what happened there is I think no one realized how much Alabama's defense lost and that the new guys just weren't up to task. Like Patrick Sertan Jr. is going to be a good player, but he's a true freshman and wasn't there yet. I think Alabama just – they just have so much defensive talent, we just expected to keep rotating. But they didn't have it here. Not enough to, to go against an, an elite offense that – I mean, coming to the game, I didn't think Clemson's offense was – elite not to that level not as good as Oklahoma or Alabama but I think maybe they're just hiding it yeah I don't know because they had they had one 70 point game they they kind of yeah, were hitting boards. ACC like, I is think, pretty bad I were they I think they were averaging at least like 25 to 30 points a game I think more than that and, but and more than that I was thinking 40 but, and, but that was like a stretch and then the big difference was us going into this game thinking, okay, well, the only way that they're going to lose as a team is Trevor Lawrence is going to look like the actual true freshman that he is and just shit the bed. Well, that kind of looked like Tua in his case. I don't know if he shit the bed. Just it was not – wasn't there. He was definitely – it got in his head, the pressure. Um, yeah, Clemson uh, – I think Clemson goes in there too like with the fact that they know everybody talks about Alabama and they're yeah. like, hey, we beat this team last time. Hey, we were also 14-0. Like, we're good. Like, give us the, you know, we deserve to be talked yeah. about just as much as them. But I'm almost wondering a little bit, like, when I think of Alabama, a lot of games this year, they they just blew out teams. And like you were saying, Tua didn't play a lot of the fourth quarter. And I imagine, you know, they pulled other starters also because, you know, why have guys get hurt? And it almost, to me, looked like, like, you know, the Oklahoma game, obviously I know they got out 28-0. But then even in the second half, they didn't look that good. And then that's when Oklahoma finally started being able to move the ball in that defense. And then in this game, for four quarters, they just took them down. I'm almost starting to wonder if, you know, you almost hurt yourself, I think, when you do that early in the season when you're not. I mean, I know some people want to, like, oh, you're resting them. But then also sometimes you just you just don't have the same endurance, though. Because if you're not used to playing four quarters, you're used to playing three quarters. And then in a competitive game that I know Alabama wasn't used to being, you know, in many competitive games this year because all their games were, like, blowouts by halftime. So I'm just saying, like, it just seems like the games that were competitive were difficult for them. You know, Georgia, they probably should have lost, but they came back and won. Uh, and then Clemson, which was the only other competitive game they played, they got annihilated. Like, that wasn't even the same two teams. Those teams didn't deserve to be on the field together last night. Clemson. Uh, I think it just – I think it got out of hand. I mean, what weren't they were winning at 1.16 to 14 or something? Right? Yeah. Yeah, and then that's when Clemson just ended yeah. it, like, 30 – 2-0 run or whatever it ended, or 30-0 yeah. run. I think it was a 44-16. So, yeah, 30-0 to run from then on out. So, I think Alabama didn't have a, like, short intermediate passing game at all. They just all big plays, and it just kind of went away. Like it, it, it wasn't sustainable, like these long drives that Clemson went on. Well, it seemed uh, like also, and I agree with that, because it seemed like when Alabama struggled the most yesterday was when they would get inside the yeah. red zone. And they just weren't able to punch it They don't it have in. those third and six plays because they're not And then I don't know and... what they were thinking on that fake field goal. <laughs> that was the worst play. Cause I, and I was telling this to – I was watching the game with Joe. I was telling him, if you're going to go – if you have the mindset to go for it on fourth and six, fucking keep your offense out there yeah. then. Don't let your backup, your place kicker and your, your – I mean your holder and your uh, kicker try to make something happen. The other thing too is it's like in that situation, snap it to the, uh, the snapper or the holder or whatever – I was thinking, if anything, have him try to do a little dump pass. But, no, he tried running. It's like, I'm sorry, buddy. If Tua is not able to run very effectively this game, you're not going to get through that defensive line. And sure enough, he got someone broke through someone and just hammered him. 
Yeah, and you have to think in that situation, they definitely were told watch for the fake because it just did not seem like a field goal situation. And I agree with that because I noticed that too. Like, I was almost looking at it like, wow, that's pretty odd. They're not even looking like they're going to try to block it. So Clemson read something there. Yeah. Whether, I mean, they knew, they saw something that indicated to them like, hey, there might be a fake coming. And uh, maybe the situation in their minds didn't make sense because I think at the time they were down 16 or something like that or 14. It was was something to cut it to like 11 or 12. It it didn't make sense. I think it was, yeah, I think it was still 31-16. And it was to cut it to 12. So that's why I was kind of like, that seems weird also. Like, fucking why not? Like there's eight minutes left in the third quarter. Worst case, let them drive 80 yards. Why just kick the field goal that honestly does nothing for you? Yeah. But, yeah, I mean, it – uh. I think a lot of people were shocked. I mean, I think a lot of people thought Clemson had a good chance to win, but uh, I don't think anybody in their right mind ever would have guessed Clemson to win that game by four touchdowns, though. That was no, impressive. I, I think the that was the fluke. Like I said, it was it was a closer competitive game. Yeah, because I can't. Then, I don't I think know. Alabama realized they're going to lose, and they just. I don't know if anyone can remember last time Alabama lost like that. I mean, you look at their Since last 2011. Ohio yeah. State, the Ohio State game. Okay, they lost to, I, uh, I vaguely remember that because, but it wasn't that big. It was like they lost by two touchdowns. Because when they lost last year, they won. I mean, they uh, when they lost to Auburn, that was only by like a touchdown or so, wasn't it, or something like I that? Think pretty much every game. And then Clemson was, was you know, at the very end. Yeah. I saw a stat though. Over the last three seasons, they're one and two versus Clemson. Over the last three seasons, one and two versus Clemson, forty and one versus everyone yeah. else. Mm-hmm. Fucking incredible that there is just that one team that's their kryptonite. I mean, Clemson has their number. And I mean, I it's funny because everybody. Have number. I think they're just really good. Well, they according to stats, you're a stat guy. They have well, let's number. be realistic two, here too, though. Although the offense did shine, their defense really did come in clutch because they scored two touchdowns themselves. Yeah. And they have. Well, I think knew they the had best a, defensive line. This is a great front that causes yeah. problems. Well, although I have to say, it like, makes Notre Dame look better. Can we stop trashing them now for? No, I oh. thought they played a way better game than Bama for sure. Well, so. they yeah, I mean, looking back at it now, they did. Yeah. And now, what's interesting too is you almost wonder like, how would Oklahoma have done against them? I mean, that would have probably that could have been a massacre. You never know how any of these no, things I know. work. It's but Oklahoma's defense is absolute garbage. Like like I said, Clemson is not four touchdowns better than Alabama. No, and I actually was listening to if, something. If they played the next day. Clemson might be favored by two. Exactly, and that's what I was just listening to. Is they said if uh, I was listening to a podcast earlier, uh, and it said if Alabama and Clemson played each other again 10 days from now, what would the line be? Yeah. And they said probably pick them. Because, I mean, yeah. you'd have to uh, – and then there would be people out there like, what, you're telling me, like, this team, uh, after they slaughtered him, you're just going to give me a pick them? But it's like – it's to a point. It's You look at some series uh, in the playoffs. They're usually – most sports, they're usually seven-game series. So you have to beat that, se- that team four times. And a lot yeah. of times a team will lose once or twice. And they talked about the – Laker team against the Sixers back when the Lakers went 16 and one in that playoffs and how yeah. they were 12 and a half point favorites that first game and the Sixers beat them. And they were talking about, imagine if that was just one game, everyone would have been like, Oh, the Lakers yeah, were that overrated. Was the, title game. the Lakers yeah. were overrated, but then guess what? The Lakers end up winning the next four. So they're saying, ultimately it's like at the end of the day, it is just one game. I mean, if they were to play a seven game series, would Alabama have won that series? Probably. Yeah. I still think. I think we'll talk about some rematches uh, when we talk uh, what happened this week in the NFL. Yeah. There were some rematches this week. Is that what we're going to transition to right no, now? No, we still got Okay, well, you we'll started get there. it. You no, started that's called it. foreshadowing. Oh, I mean, okay. come back after the commercial break for what's next. Uh, no, that's a joke. There's commercial no. break. <laughs> and this uh, podcast yeah, is brought to you by 1-800-GAMBLING. If you have a problem, please call the hotline. 1-800-GAMBLING.COM. Is that real? Because, I mean, that's fine if that's real. 
Of course. Okay. No, I think it is. I didn't know if you just. But uh, I know there is like a hotline. For the, for, into the caps of for the rec- about the online. Right. For the record, though, we do support gambling, but we also support smart gambling. Exactly. Moderate financial responsibility. If you have a family, yeah. Make sure you're not losing the house. That kind of stuff. Yes. But if you have a house, you know, congratulations. If you have a house, make sure you're not losing your family. Actually, just <laughs> just bet the house though. At that point, Joe. Uh. Uh-uh. It's bad advice. Do not call Joe for any. For just, most things. Just for sound effects. Yeah. And ice cream. And he can golf soon. Well, what what I did want to talk about next is we're talking about a, a potential rematch ten days later. But what about you know three hundred sixty five days later? Uh, how about the the twenty nineteen NCAA football season is only a short nine months away, right? Right. Who's going to win next year's title? Uh, we got some odds already. Clemson is the slight favorite at nine to five. I mean, as they should be. I mean, I think. Uh, I mean, you got Trevor Lawrence coming back, yeah. and I think they had like some of those defensive linemen that replaced the guys that got suspended, are young players also, and they looked yeah. good. So I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they recruit I imagine, well. Every I was gonna year. say, I imagine they'll recruit a couple good players too. And that that receiver, honestly, that. the receiver looked. Although they have a couple impressive. receivers that looked really the good. The true freshman, that guy looked great. What number was he? Which one was that? Because they had like number, Ross. I can't remember. Yeah, Ross. Yeah. Number five and Jamie number eight Ross. were all freaking good. He those scored up because those are both two freaking freshmen working together, putting on yeah. some a performance like that as freshmen. That uh, relationship's only going to build, only going to yes. build yeah. for their benefit as well. They probably could be in the Heisman running together. What do you think? If uh, one, if if the quarterback's going to be in, the receiver's not. That's just yeah, what I think for sure. Go on though. Uh, so number two, not surprisingly, Alabama. They're uh, five to two. I mean, they they still have Tua coming back. I think at least. Um, Will he come back though after he got whooped like this? I mean, think he'll he be can't. He can't person? go to the NFL. He could take a year off. Well, I remember didn't uh, Fournette wanted was said he was going to do that. There's players who've talked about it. True. Uh, there's all those guys that one year that um, were forced to, like Mike Williams from USC. Do you remember that? Yeah. All right. Well, what do we got for number three? So number three is tied Georgia and Ohio State at twelve to one. So you see big drop off from two to three there. Um, so I guess the really the question is, would you take any any of the teams past Clemson and Alabama to win the title? Well, I this transfer recruit that is going over to Ohio State was gonna supposed to be the big time stud that this Trevor Lawrence kid could be for for their program at Georgia, but now that Fromm's gonna be staying there, yeah, he's out. So now this could spice things up, knowing that the Big Ten or Ohio State has been a contender for the championships. Uh, I think it could really spice things up around here. Yeah, I mean they're they're he's only replacing a good player, but Ohio State is still loaded every year. New coach, kind of kind of risk. Maybe new coach is actually maybe the fresh freshness. I don't know. I'm just wondering if you think you see any value here. 12, 12 to one is is a good return. I, I would see, I'd see value. I agree with him in Ohio State. But if you go even deeper, some other team. I mean, Notre uh, Dame. I think it was fourteen to one. Michigan fourteen to one. Any of these? <coughs> just I mean, can Michigan they pull always, up an Michigan brings a good defense. I mean, and Harbaugh's we'll still have Shea Patterson, a good coach. Defense. I mean, so yeah, Michigan and Ohio State. I would definitely say there is value there. But uh, I mean, I don't know how any of those teams can. I mean, Alabama. It's just crazy because it seems like every year that offense just seems to get better and better. But it is, this was a weird season without – I mean, uh, yeah, a year with Alabama. Even though they were, like, really dominant, they did have an offense that was, like, really good that I feel like they're not used to having a really dominant offense that can score a lot like that. They're used to having a dominant defense, and that defense just wasn't – I mean, I know it had that one really good game against LSU, but other than that, 
The defense yeah. was very vulnerable this year. Like teams were able to move the ball on it. So we'll see. Well, this is my dark horse. I'm saying this now. I'm saying it now. Uh, out of the Pac-12, the University of Oregon. I was actually thinking that they've got the returning quarterback. Uh, didn't they just get the number one recruit also? I thought they got like a lineman. That's that does, like, I think I think so. That was the number one recruit. I, mean, I don't know how much a true freshman will help. Yeah, but if he's the number one recruit. We just oh, saw it. We Andy, just, saw just it. ask yourself that question again because oh, yeah. who won the national championship? I know. Yeah, I but know. quarterbacks are more influential than yeah. a lineman. I don't know. Sometimes there are big dogs out there. You get yeah. in the trenches, no, I know. boy. Yeah, the, the no, problem, he'll do well against the Pac-12 quarterbacks, I bet. So, yeah, I think the problem with either the Pac-12 or Big Ten, uh, the team that the good team there, is that if they lose a game, they almost get like eliminated from playoff contention. Or if they screw up even twice, they're definitely eliminated. So you kind of have to go undefeated to get into the playoff even. Just to. But, I mean, the Pac-12 has progressively been getting better as a team. I mean, a I lot mean, of the got, teams They got won. worse. They, they got, they've gotten worse. Washington was in a good game. So, I think Washington and Washington State will be good again next year. But True. It's just it's not a deep enough conference so that, that if you if you win the Pac-12 title with one loss. Utah was in it for a while. I mean, there, there there's a couple teams yeah. that are always maybes and ifs and buts, but we'll, we'll have to see. We'll see what the cookie crumbles. Yeah. There's just not a lot of margin for error. Um, so let's let's uh, graduate into the pros. We li- we're leaving college. So college football has ended. Pro football is just begun. Their playoffs. We just had the wild card round. Four games, eight teams, four teams gone. So the first game. I don't know if you guys watch this. This is always the uh, kind of the rough the rough matchup. The the least. Uh, least fun to watch the Colts and the Texans battled the AFC South Colts went on the road and won I lost that I picked the Texans I believe Tony picked the Colts I don't remember Joe if you went with the Texans or not I think I went did. with the Colts I think he did go with the Colts okay okay so I'm, I'm the big loser here uh, the Colts really just controlled that game their Colts defense has been playing really well the end of the season, kind of under the radar. Everyone yeah, knows Luck is at a good really season. Well they are fuego. Someone get them in a fire extinguisher yeah. because Andrew Luck's shoulder is hot. But it wasn't even like you know, the final score is twenty-one-seven or something. It was just no, kind of yeah. they just kind of controlled and that. They have game. the momentum, and that's the best part about these playoffs is that anything can happen. Uh, sometimes it doesn't though. Sometimes it happens sometimes exactly it as planned. Oh well, so. you m- clearly must be a Patriots fan then. Andy. I'm definitely not a Patriots fan. Okay, well, it's funny you so, said something so, like that. Yeah. But that wasn't too surprising. I, I didn't love the Texans. I just thought they were good enough to win at home. But they did not. They had my momentum. But then again, you could always argue that, oh, Deshaun Watson is only 21 years old. Yeah. Unbelievable record, though. Only yeah. Barely lost by two touchdowns ever in his career. Yeah, he's got a good career passer rating. That's, but that's not yeah. going to come. I think that team will be around. What about this Dallas and Seattle game? What about you? You were shocked? I'm not shocked. It was just a strange game. Yeah. I, it was... It was funny. I mean, you got uh, Seattle, for whatever reason, decided this offseason to go get Janikowski. Yeah. He comes in, and he's got a strong leg. Everyone knows that. So they have him go try to kick a 57-yarder before the half ends, and he ends up just because he's so old, just had to put everything in that kick and just pulled his hamstring. <laughs> and uh, yeah, it ended up, I mean, people that had Dallas minus 2.5, it ended up screwing them because they would have gone for the extra point at the end to cut it to 3. Instead, they had to go for 2 because – their punter they didn't trust so 
they ended up cutting it to two and that ended up being the final score 24 22 but uh still uh that was it was pretty funny but that game was how i expected it kind of ugly but then also had good moments i mean that's just what you're gonna get in a seattle yeah. dallas game i feel like you know two teams that like to run the ball but also two teams with solid defenses and then two teams with quarterbacks that like to run around a lot and just make things happen so that was kind of like an ugly hard-fought game that i expected to, yeah to i mean i had seattle winning i think they kind of blew it they had seattle led league in rushing but dallas also had a good run defense and dallas ended up winning that matchup yet seattle just kept forcing it trying to you know like this is our game we got to pick up yards on the ground when like I mean, I said it when we were watching the game. Like, Russell Wilson in the playoffs is kind of magic. And they did do a good job, like, moving the ball at the end of the game. He hit, like, some big throws. Um, but it was just too late. Yeah. They, ended up, they had to go for an onside kick that was the worst onside kick oh. ever done. I don't know what the plan was. I Yeah. In, in that situation, too, I get it that he's not comfortable with putting it on the tee or whatever you want to call yeah. it. But at that point, just do it. Like, figure it out. Like, I'm sorry yeah. you're not comfortable with it, but at least give it a shot because it's better than whatever he attempted. <laughs> so the point of an onside kick is you kick it directly into the ground, and hopefully it, like, takes a weird bounce and you get to it. That's easy to do, so you don't have to be good at it. You're already making a bad kick, so I don't understand why he couldn't just do that. Yeah, and, I, and it even looked like when it happened, like, Pete Carroll even kind of looked like, what the fuck just happened? Yeah, maybe. I mean, he's doing a drop kick, so maybe he just totally missed... And put it into the air. Also, I of... imagine there's a little pressure on you. You're in Dallas Stadium. Yeah. You have to, like, make this big drop kick, and then it's like he just completely whiffed. I mean, it was but very low. We'll get to it. Chances. Not the biggest whiffed kicker of the week, though. Yeah. That was the next day. That was the fourth game. Yeah, so, so get we'll get to, to the, the third game. The third game. Um, this is what I was talking about earlier about rematches and how things go different. The Chargers went into Baltimore and did win this playoff game. That's after two weeks ago. They kind of got their asses kicked. Or not, not wasn't a dominating performance, but they really got beat up at home against Baltimore in the regular season. And they kind of they, they flipped it around. Um, I think they learned a lot from that game. So maybe if Alabama had a rematch against Clemson, they'd kind of learn something. They learned how to stop the run game, especially Lamar Jackson's run game, and then let him kind of be bad because if you watch that game, Lamar Jackson is oh, a yeah, bad it's, thrower. It's, it's hard he to He might watch. be a good player someday. He's very inaccurate, doesn't know, and he doesn't know where to go with the ball yet. There was a definitely moments in that game where I thought Flacco was going to make an appearance, but you could argue I think they, I think it was one of those things where, especially in the NFL, it's like you know we've got our plan, we're sticking to it, and you yeah. know you live by the sword, you die by the sword, and that's what they they chose to die by it on Sunday by having Jackson. But they're just not designed to, with Jackson at quarterback to be behind like they were. I mean, it was twenty three to three at one point. Yeah. You're never going to come back down 20 with Jackson, even though they did make it exciting for a little bit. That was, that was my heart. I, I just <laughs> – the Chargers want to make it interesting. It's just situation. what happens. Teams put their foot off the gas. I mean, I didn't really get a good look at it. Was it a holding call on that play that would have put it away with a it, minute? It's something that would be called maybe 50% of the time. It wouldn't be called 100% of the time. In that situation, the guy was already past it, end of the game. Just let that go. Yeah. It but was, at the same time – they're thinking, we can't let this team season end on a questionable call. So I think that's why he just – honestly, I'll be but honest. They should just say when it's not affecting the play, we don't care. I uh, was really pulling for the Chargers after that because I felt bad for that lineman. He's on their sideline. He's got his helmet on still. You can tell he's just looking around yeah. like, oh, my God, I hope this doesn't come down to me because, like, we had it won. 
And thankfully for him, it did work out. They still won, which I think they deserved because, honestly, I'd rather see this Chargers team go against Tom Brady as opposed to Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson would have gotten destroyed in Foxborough, I think. Yeah, the way the, way the Chargers played at times in this game, they, they look like they're a true contender. They're, oh, their defense I, I think showed up, too, yeah, and they the, did really well. That, and that James kid keeps making plays left and right. Well, he man. made a really horrendous play during the uh, comeback attempt. Oh, so yeah, when he like tossed how, it over his. Well, that one. He just let the ball go really over him instead of. He missed time to jump. But you yeah, know yeah, what? It was, We're not going to tie the game. He shouldn't have been jumping. Ingram he showed st- up for him and Joey Bosa. You know? Yeah, but a lot of times that, the problem is in that situation, you're trying to be a hero there, yeah. I think, and trying to get oh, the I pick. I know what that's like because uh, he should go back and watch the Chargers 2006 playoff game against the Patriots when that safety tried to be a hero and fumbled. People don't forget, huh? Andy? I will never forget. That's one of the worst plays in my life. I I, <laughs> I I actually cried. I went to my room and cried after that game. That's sad. It was very sad. Well, hopefully we don't. I, have I, so I many see it. You know, when, when your team loses and they just kind of they legitimately lost, it's like okay, you'll get over it. Yeah, but when they Alabama. do something stupid to lose, it's it's extra painful. Well, that's part of the game, and just like Nick Saban says, it's part of the game. Builds character. We'll be back. Roll Tide. Was that a? We'll be back from commercials, or we'll be back. Alabama will be back. Well, we're, we're still back here. We're still, okay, yeah, okay. Still commercials. Here and okay. the fourth. Yeah, wild and our card last game. game was probably the most exciting game, I would argue. Yeah. Uh, the quarterback of the Eagles. I'm sure Joe wants to say his name, like everyone in the world. Big Dick Nick. I just I refuse to say it. I know him as Nicholas Foles, former <laughs> Arizona QB. Yeah, that's correct yeah. as well. It, it's honestly that guy. AKA. I would argue that guy lives one of the best lives in the college. I mean, not wow, in professional football because. He comes in last year. Well, he's six foot eight too. That's yeah. pretty nice. He comes in. He's not six foot eight. Oh, he's no, he's six foot six or something. He's he's tall as hell. Oh, he's like six foot four. We'll, no, we'll he's get tall. the Dobby. Can we uh, get a let's get the stats. Wikipedia the on uh, Nick Foles. How right. tall he is. Uh, in the me- background too. Where was he born? Casa. Casa. Well. So in the meantime, uh, the Nick Foles. What I was saying is Nick Foles is. It's 243 pounds. Okay, six, six. Dobby. <laughs> Got to be pretty big then, see? You know, I think 19 pounds of that is his cock. Six foot six. Right. Wow, Tony. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So, uh... <laughs> well, they don't, he doesn't get the nickname for no He's reason. A exactly. <laughs> his birthday's coming up, too. Uh, well, happy birthday. So, uh... But anyway, I talk about Nick Foles. He comes in last year, leads this team to the Super Bowl. Philadelphia, everyone knows, is a huge sports town. So the world loves... They love him. He's, they, they're like, okay, well, sorry, you won us the Super Bowl, but we're still going with Wentz. It's like, okay, he k- kicks it in the back burner, and then all of a sudden comes back in again now, wins three straight to go into the playoffs, already knocks out the Bears on the road. Now he goes to New Orleans. I don't doubt him. I really don't. I'm sorry. I, I mean, I, I just don't doubt him. I don't doubt him. They're going to be riding that magic that they did last year, and it's only feeding the fuel for the fire. Yeah, I mean, he's got that uh, nickname. And when we say Magic last year, I mean, they were like 13-3 and three or something last year. Oh, I mean, they were the best team in the yeah, NFL. Yeah, they were. If it, Carson before, Wentz would have won MVP if he didn't get hurt. Yeah, so, but anyway, they, but then it's just the fact he's got that nickname. There, I've seen yeah. shirts made that just say Big Dick Nick on it with the eyes in Big Dick and Nick being Super Bowl trophies. All right. I mean, it's just funny. These guys, he's just loved out there, and he just kicks it. You know, he's just, just funny. But, uh. Anyway, that game came down to Cody Parkey, who uh, had an infamous game earlier this year where he missed four field goals that all hit the goalpost. Yeah. And then it was just perfect to have their season end on not only him hitting the goalpost, but then the upright. <laughs> yeah, the twice, and then just saying how it's a random bounce when that yeah. hit, when that hits it straight 50, down. Yeah, fifty fifty. Could have bounced in, and that would have been oh, an amazing w- win. Oh yeah, everybody would have loved him. They're gonna be like, oh my god, fuck this guy hit the thing again. Oh my god, it went in. 
need be loved. But I mean, it, it, I don't think it comes down to really that just that kick. Yeah. I think I think Trubisky is not gonna can't make enough big plays against a good Eagles defense. Somebody made a good point too that said uh, how he scored like what? How many points did they end up having that game? Fifteen. That he was responsible for nine of their fifteen points. Yeah, the kicker. And yeah. then, uh, so it's like, you know, that's, where that's was the rest a, of the team? That's not a huge choke. It was a forty-three yarder in cold weather. That's yeah. That's not a you know a, a super makeable thing. I mean, he could have made it, but in it was inches away. Yeah. But uh, I don't uh, know if you saw um, Goose Island Brewery is uh, they're defending him. They're gonna host a kickoff challenge that if you can make a forty-three yard field goal, they're gonna like set it up in their parking lot or something. Uh, you get to you get free beer for the day or something like that. So they're basically saying, yeah, it's like, come on, you know, all you assholes who say yeah, you could, no, I, I can make that, you can't. No, I know, and especially with a bunch of big boys running after you, because apparently they also say that it was tipped. It was. So the Adam NFL replayed. actually ruled it off as not a missed kick, but a blocked so kick. So I believe it, it does look like it changes trajectory ever so slightly. But Maybe that was going to be either. right down the middle. Would it be really poetic with it, Andy? That's just that's the most accurate way of saying it. Ever so slightly. Yes. Just centimeters. Even. It takes off the load because I, I mean, I, okay. maybe he could stop all of those Venmo transactions yeah. between the kicker. I mean, come on, let's be real. I, I still think that maybe the Bears go with another kicker. Oh, I, I think he's definitely. I think he. I mean, the, the Chargers kept vacating after. I don't even know if it'll be so much because he's bad, but I think it's more so that they're probably like, this is best for you to be out of the city. Yeah. Like Chicago's a, already a got a pretty, high crime, a pretty high crime rate. So, I mean, if Parky's walking those streets alone. Yeah. It might be dangerous. Yeah, I just know that, that, that town is nuts. The Chargers kept Nate Kading after missing big field goal, even though he had a good season, and then he ended up a couple years later missing big field goals in the playoffs. And it just maybe, maybe kickers, you need someone who just you know, doesn't have a bad history like that. So, yeah, I agree. Yeah. So now we got we got our divisional matchups. Yep. So uh, you said you wanted to see uh, some of the spreads for it. Yeah. So I think what's the opening game? I believe New Orleans Cowboys are at night, Saturday night. The opening game is Saturday at 1.30. Not New Orleans Cow- uh, Indianapolis New Orleans. Colts at Kansas City Chiefs. Yeah, that sounds right. And then the second game is Rams-Cowboys, right? Yes. And then Sunday, the morning game is Chargers-Patriots, and then the afternoon game is Eagles-Saints. All right. So pretty much the teams that all played last week are playing in their same spot again this week. What? So the Colts played at 1.30 on Saturday last oh, week. Oh, yeah. They're okay. doing it again, and, vice, and so on with the Cowboys, Eagles, and... Yeah. Uh, Chargers. Yeah. So that first game. The Colts are getting five and a half in Kansas City. Yeah. So remember, Kansas City is one of the hardest places to play. So do we want to say who we think is going to win or who do we think is going to cover? I think you can talk both about it. Let's do both. You can do both. Let's do both. Just do a quick run through. We're going. All right. What do you think then for the Colts and uh, Uh, Andy, take the lead. So I think think, uh, I'd pick Kansas City in both cases here. I think they're. I think people are just forgetting how good they are and that their defense, while bad, is not as horrible as they as they make it seem. Um, they still have Justin Houston and Chris Jones and Eric Berry, I think, is going to play. Um, they, they got some talent. Um, they could at least slow down the Colts, whereas I think even if the Colts have a good defense, they can't slow down that Chiefs offense that... They'll be ready to play. They've got. They've had a week, another week of preparation. It's going to be. I think. I think they're going to still put up thirty, and uh, win this game. 
I, uh, I think the Colts will cover five and a half because I just think Andrew Luck's too hot right now. He's doing too good, and it's like they did well against a Texans defense that is – I think we also forget how bad uh, – the Chiefs don't have a good defense. I don't doubt Mahomes and company will be able to move the ball and score points, but that Colts defense is playing really well. The Colts are playing really well. Five and a half is a pretty solid number. I could see this game being like 31-27 or even 24-20. Like I could see it somehow being a little lower scoring. But I think Colts cover, but I think Chiefs do hold on and win. So like I'm said, I'll predict. You get a good like, kicker too if it comes down to it. I predict 27-23 Chiefs. All right. And I'm just gonna go ride the wave with the Colts because they got a lot of luck behind them. Yeah, I mean I can't doubt Andrew. You can't bet they're against hot. Andrew Luck right now. This is momentum right now. And this and is I Mahomes. First, I mean, exactly. He did well in the regular season, but playoffs is a different story. Exactly. Also momentum, and this is why the league yeah. is starting to get competitive because not necessarily are the Patriots looking like they're gonna win it every year. So we got momentum riding Andrew Luck. He's back. We took the time. Don't doubt him. Let's go. All right. So what's game number two here? He's. In- uh, the Rams and Cowboys. Our, our home game here. In L.A., Cowboys are uh, getting seven. The Rams are favored by seven points. I'll tell you what. I was at the playoff game last year when the Cowboys, I mean, when the Falcons beat the Rams. And I'll say right now, there are a lot of Cowboy fans in Southern California. I think that stadium could arguably be almost like, I would say 60-40 Rams fans. I think a lot of Cowboy fans are going to be there. Yo, definitely. So yeah. I think it's going to be very loud for the Cowboys. And I think a touchdown is too much, to be honest. I would take the dog getting the points again here. I mean, Dallas is a good team. Their defense looks good lately. Are you they a good g- team, though? Are they a good team? I think so. They're at least above average. Well, let's take out let's take out the equation of not being at Jerry Jones' you know, world and take it home. Take it here. Well, they, I think they've proven. They haven't been very good on the road. I think the Rams, they handle them. Big by big. Well, that so was your opinion. I mean, I was finished talking about mine, but I mean, I think we won't forget about you. Trust me. Continue. God. So anyway, I mean, I'm. It's fine now. I'm. It's. I think they'll cover. I think Rams probably end up winning, but I think they cover. Go on, Joe, since I know you're eager about this one. Go, Andy. All right. Same thing here. I, I, picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl. I still think their offense is just so much better that I think they'll still win by more than a touchdown. Um. I think Todd Gurley's healthy. That's going to be a big, a big storyline. Um, and when he is, there's just I don't care how good your run defense is. He's gonna, he's gonna break tackles. He'll make some stupid play that'll just frustrate you. And then, and an extra week of preparation for Sean McVay. I think they'll uh, figure out a way to work around this uh, good Cowboys defense. So I think it still has some holes in the secondary. Great front seven, but I think you know Robert Woods and Brandon Cooks can uh, make some plays. All right, Joe. What's our next game? We got New Orleans and San Diego. Did you even make a pick on this Rams? Yeah, he said Rams. Rams. He said Rams. Yeah, I think so. So the last or no, the next game Sunday morning, Chargers at New England, and the Chargers are getting four. So New England's favored by four points. Dropped a half a point for the Chargers. That's good. Yeah, I mean people are betting. When I saw this morning, I saw a thing. I said sixty-six percent of the money was coming in on the Chargers. So, yeah. What I what I read from this place was that if the Patriots were called any other team. If they weren't the Patriots, the Chargers might even be favored based on <laughs> these these teams. They, the Patriots did win 11 games. They play in a, a very weak division, though, and they really have some holes in that team. There's no there's no like real dominant unit for them. 
Their their pass offense is still above average, but that's it's not what it was. They don't have the receivers. Josh Gordon's gone. So they're down to you know Edelman and Hogan. And Gronkowski, no one really knows. That, that's that's the secret weapon. If, if Gronkowski is really faking it the whole way so he can have like one last great run in the playoffs, that's going to be a, a surprise and hard to handle. But the, the Chargers are just better in in every way, and the only difference is Bill Belichick's been there for 400 years and always figures a way to pull a playoff game out of his ass when their team isn't as good. Yeah. But I don't think it's enough. I think if – I don't think the Patriots are going to get to Philip Rivers like the pressure he's had to face the last few weeks. So he'll be ready, and he'll be he'll be ready to make some big plays because he has had a rough stretch. It's going to be it's going to be so it's going to look so easy now going against an average Patriots defense after facing the Ravens and the Broncos. Yeah, I I mean I still lean I still think Patriots are going to win, and my only reason why is I just think it's so much travel for that time. To go from L.A. all the way to Baltimore, come all the way back to L.A., practice for a few days, and then get back on a plane and go all the way to New England. I just think it was – that's just unfortunate for them. And I, I just – I don't know. Tom Brady, I just – he'll find a way to do what he does. And as much as I hate it, he might be in the Super Bowl again. But let's throw out the stat there that San Diego hasn't lost a away game this year. San Diego hasn't at lost all. any games at all <laughs> at this all. year. <laughs> no, they haven't lost any away Technically, games. No, San Diego has not Come lost. Come on, Joe. Even I know that. The San Diego Padres lost a lot of games. That's the only team left in San Diego. That's so. true. Yeah. LA Chargers. LA Chargers. You know what I mean. <coughs> so oh, they, they play well on, on the road, sip, and they're going to be ready for this travel, and they're going to go in there and give them a good game. And uh, I know we're trying to make like logical picks and everything, but we're all rooting for like Tom Brady to just kind of like melt into the ground in this game, right? Just kind of be. It's like, oh, yes that's the no. end of it. I wouldn't. Like, you had a good run, Tom. Congratulations. It's over. I want to doubt him doing like a horrendous comeback or whatnot and throwing Gronkowski back in the loop or whatnot because Belichick finds a way to win. But I will cry again. Has if that momentum happens. as well. And Philip Rivers is a no stranger. You know, he's he's been around. No he's a seasoned vet, and he's gonna get it going. He's like part of my We're family. Give him a good thing to go. We'll Learn. see what happens. Stay yeah. tuned. But I'm clearly rooting for like Melvin Ingram to to just break free, and then Tom Brady just like. Yeah, I retired and just walk off. It gets, I don't want to get hit anymore. So that's my dream scenario. Well, there we go. All right, and our last game? Our last yeah, game, Saints and Eagles. The Saints are favored by eight. <coughs> I don't know if we all heard that or Randy's cough. I'm sorry. Saints, still had a bit. Saints are favored by eight points. I'm going to be honest again. I think <laughs> I'm going to take the Eagles. I would take the Eagles plus eight. I like the Eagles plus eight. Saints probably win, but I mean, I trust Big Dick Nick to at least keep a game close. Wouldn't really would not surprise me if they win. I just the, the guy can't lose right now. Can't, can't lose. Can't lose. But do we give the defense more credit because it looked like they came up and showed up to the play. Eagles defense? Yeah, yeah. I mean, that's a that's a good defense. Yeah, and the Bears offense is a very average offense. Yeah. You're gonna make a pick or what? Well, I'm definitely that's gonna it. go with the Saints just because they're undefeated at home. To cover. I mean, not undefeated at home, but they play well at home. And I, they've been in a lot of tight games, and this Phillies offense is playing pretty well, so I'll give them the benefit of the doubt, and I don't think they'll cover the spread. All right. Yeah, I think think that Eagles will cover but not win. I think the Eagles have a big weakness in the secondary, but I think they'll be able to uh, stop the run game. I think the Eagles' front seven is really good. Um so that's that's what will keep it close. 
and the Eagles will put up some points and they'll be able to figure something out, make some big plays at the end, but probably not enough. I can see this game being kind of like a 10-point game that they score at the end or something like that. All right, all right. So, uh, and those are, I think that's got to be it for NFL. Um, well, it's pretty much it for the, the show here, but uh, there's some other NFL news looking towards next season. Uh, some co- coaches got fired at the end of the year, and now oh, we're starting yeah, to there see was some, some hirings. I think Joe liked to go off on one of these, so I'll yeah. just let Joe take it away. So, as we all know, we were looking a little bit hopeful and changing our offense this year for USC football. Uh, with the acquisition of Clint Kingsbury, the prior Texas Tech head coach. Uh, I don't understand why they just didn't make him the head coach, which is a little upsetting. <laughs> yeah, that's probably why and he was like And it kind of yeah. led him into, you know, being hired as the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals with a Pac-12 quarterback that is well-known, Josh Rosen. So yeah. they will be working together. And unfortunately, we just lost a very, very good coach. So I don't know if the future is bright for us. People, but stay he, tuned. He took the running backs coach at saw too. So I, I don't know what they got. I'm not sure what they got, but I Who's just USC knew. Hire? I just thought it was funny how they started blocking a lot of the interviews, or that was what yeah. was communicated throughout, you know, the public. And all of a sudden, this just kind of slipped through the cracks, and bam, it's intriguing. Do you? What are your thoughts? So I thought it was strange he took the USC job because I had heard his name floated as a head coach candidate in the middle of the season before he got fired from Texas Tech. So then it's like, why did he just accept the position so quick at USC when he probably could have got a head coaching job at another college? Is the head coaching job the top? I mean, I guess I'd rather be a head coach than a coordinator. A coordinator, okay. But like to go from head coach at a medium school to coordinator at a high-profile school to jump to NFL—that's you don't see that. That's. I don't know who his agent is who told him like just accept this job, or maybe he thought USC is a dream job but he just couldn't actually turn down a head coaching position in the NFL. Also, yeah, I think it was the right opportunity, but he also could turn it around. I mean, he does have youth behind his side, and I think they're going to take that same mindset as Sean McVay. I think that's what everyone's going for. I'm I'm hopeful because I I like Rosen. I think he had just a horrible situation with the Cardinals, just lack of talent like anywhere and no like vision for how that offense should go. So they, they desperately needed someone who can call a good offensive game, especially when you invest in a quarterback that early. You want to actually try to make him good. You see, like, with the Jack, what Jacksonville's kind of done. They kind of – they didn't help Blake Bortles out at all. And maybe he would have been a bust anyways. But you don't want to do that to your quarterback, kind of leave him out there. You want to get some good offensive coaches and get some good weapons. And... Yeah. But I, I can understand USC fans being upset. And I, Yeah, USC was saying there was a rule that you can't – interview college coaches without permission of the college and the college said no and then when he actually did interview they they asked usc like did he just resign like and like no comment so that's a weird situation that is weird yeah but then the yeah, other I mean, that's why it was funny when it, i was like laughing at it because it said usc's offensive coordinator becomes arizona's head coach i'm like I mean, I understand he was technically Arizona's offense coordinator, but, like, I mean, uh, USC's, but was he? I mean, I still think yeah. he's Texas Tech's head coach after that. Well, it's similar. Did you see the Miami, University of Miami um, coach thing where their coach retired? Hmm. Their defensive coordinator accepted the job at Temple. Then the Miami coach retired, and Miami said, actually, we want to hire you. And so the guy had to quit Temple. He was after like two weeks never did anything but was 
actually officially hired by Temple and was their head coach for two weeks and then became Miami's head coach. So maybe these guys just need to hold off on, you know, accepting positions until they know what's out there. Um, the, there was two other head coaching uh, hires. Uh, Bruce Arians, he retired. He was Arizona's coach. He retired, but he probably would have been fired. Now he's coming back to coach the Bucks. He's uh, He says he's committed to Jameis Winston being the quarterback. Um, the guy's had success before. I could actually Maybe. see that being pretty good for yeah. uh, Tampa Bay, having yeah. Arians. And then the other hiring is Matt LaFleur. <laughs> Sounds like a Simpsons character, I swear. <laughs> Going to Green Bay to coach Aaron Rodgers. So this guy was uh, the offensive coordinator at Tennessee last year and the year before at with the Rams. But they said Sean McVay calls the plays. So the offensive coordinator with the Rams isn't as important. And so he wanted to take a new opportunity and call plays for Tennessee. I mean, Tennessee wasn't like a great offensive team, but I guess this guy is a, a good candidate. So it's a good hire. They definitely need something new. They had the same coach for 400 years with Mike McCarthy. So Yeah, it'll be interesting. But, and I mean, it'll be interesting to see where Mike McCarthy ends up too. Yeah. There was rumors like maybe the Browns. Yeah. I know the Browns actually did hire. Oh. The Browns, I, that's the last, it's like breaking news. There we go. I believe the Browns hired their offensive coordinator, Freddie Kitchens. Great name. That was a great name. That can't so. be real. Yeah, so head coach Kitchens. Maybe. Coach Kitchens. Hope he's not cooking up a storm. His uh, assistant Ooh. coach was like John Bathroom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hey, that's that's a lot of rooms. What else wow. we got next, Andy? Do we want to get on some NBA topics? I think I think we've had it. We've yeah, had I enough sports. Okay. The NBA is a long season. We do have a lot more Van Gundy ago. words to be spoken. Yep. Well, does that wrap up sports then? Yeah, it does. All right. Well, that's been wildly exciting. Expiring. <laughs> exciting. Uh, exciting for uh, episode 93 with the uh, wrecking ball himself. <laughs> there he is. The sound is pure. Off-road, Andy. None of my sounds are as pure. Nope. No one's are. And Tony Katz. Yep. Yep. Meow. And myself, Sean, you've been listening to episode 93. Make sure you hit that subscribe button, share with a friend, and check out our entertainment pods. You'll love them. Later.